You're listening to ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. What have we learned about treating veterans? What exactly is post-traumatic stress disorder? How do we treat it? How best can we serve our veterans? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I am Dr. Leslie Lunt, author of You Can Think Like a Psychiatrist, your host. And with me today is Dr. Harry Croft. Dr. Croft is a psychiatrist in San Antonio and recipient of the U.S. Army Meritorious Service Medal. Among his many accomplishments, Dr. Croft has been named Physician Broadcaster of the Year by the National Association of Physician Broadcasters. Welcome. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Great to have you here, and I can't wait to hear about your experience. Um, Harry, you've evaluated over 2,000 veterans. What have you learned from that? I've learned a lot, and I've learned a lot that I didn't learn in medical school, and I didn't learn in residency, and I didn't learn when I was taking care of many of these same folks, Leslie, back in 1973 when I was in the Army here in San Antonio. I was the medical director of the Army's drug and alcohol program, and as many of the listeners will know, back in those days, drug and alcohol abuse coming back in the vets from Vietnam was a giant problem. I ran that program. I uh, treated vets, literally thousands of them, and I didn't have a clue back in those days in 1973 what we might do to them, what they really had. Remember, PTSD didn't become a diagnosis until uh, 1980. So we didn't know what to do. So what did we tell them to do? We told them, get a grip, stop being angry all the time, stop drinking so much, stop smoking so much heroin or marijuana, get on with your life, pull yourself up by the bootstraps, all that stuff. And I knew, I knew, Leslie, it couldn't be that simple. But we didn't know what else to do. And so six, seven years ago, when I got the opportunity to evaluate these vets that you've talked about, 2,100 now, I learned so much in the process from them and their families, by the way, about this condition called PTSD. Let's talk about the history of PTSD. It's really an interesting sociological and political, as well as biological and medical sort of path. Probably. If you look back historically, there was PTSD that was suffered by veterans of many wars going way back in history. There was certainly uh, PTSD suffered by some of the veterans from World War I, World War II. We called it something different then. We called it shell shock or army neurosis or other kinds of things. We, we didn't fully understand it back then, and it wasn't until we looked at the similarities in trauma victims, those who had suffered significant trauma, whether it be in war or rape or assault or whatever, and found out that many of them suffered from the same cluster of symptoms that in the DSM, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, we kind of codified it and called it post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, as you know, there has been a lot of controversy. Is this a real disorder? Is this just a way for people to get money who maybe don't deserve money? Is this a way for people to get out of work? Is this a way of medicalizing something that's just part of human existence? And so there's a lot of controversy, but I can tell you 
from talking to the veterans from either Vietnam, a few from World War II, and now over 300 from Iraq and the Middle East, that whatever we decide to do with this condition sociologically, it is a real condition that causes real suffering for both the folks that have it and those that are close to them. So many of us didn't get any information about this in our training, and if we did, especially those of us with a few gray hairs, we got wrong information back in the 80s when I was in psychiatry residency. My chief said there was no such thing as PTSD and that these guys really just had personality disorders and be done with it. Many of our listeners are primary care docs. What can you help them learn about PTSD at this point in their career? Before I do that, remember that Vietnam was a very unpopular war so that the folks that grew up in the 60s and 70s may have been tainted in their thoughts of the veterans coming back because of their feelings towards the war itself. And if you look at some of the symptoms of PTSD, symptoms like anger and irritability and substance problems to help folks numb out, and this antisocial kind of, I don't want to be around crowds or around parties or anything, it's easy to understand why your chief may have thought, well, these folks are just folks with personality disorders. Interestingly, most of them, the ones I've talked to, didn't have personality disorders before they went into the military or before they went to Vietnam. But after all, they were young. Many of them were 17, 18, 19 years old. And so one could argue, well, see, when they came back, that's when their personality disorders were recognized. I believe it is a very real condition. So what is PTSD? Post-traumatic stress disorder is a cluster of symptoms, thoughts, behaviors that occur after someone has been exposed to a tremendously traumatic event, something that's probably outside of normal everyday stuff. The person experiences, witnessed, or confronted with an event or events that involve actual or threatened death or serious injury or threat to the physical integrity of self or others. That's what the textbooks say. And as a result of that traumatic event, they respond with intense fear, helplessness, and horror. The experts tell us they respond with intense terror. They are terrified and continue to be terrified by what they've experienced. These are not generally little kinds of things. They're major kinds of things. Part of the problem with the stressors, the traumas that cause it, is that in the forensic world, in the legal world, in the suing people world, often PTSD is used as a defense or as a, a reason for suing somebody for money as a result of events which really aren't that traumatic. And that's a misuse of the diagnosis. But I can tell you that the folks that really have it, there's no question about the terrifying, ongoing nature of the trauma they experienced at the time and continue to experience for years and years later. Remember, Vietnam 
ended for most of the veterans in about 1973. So we're talking about a war that ended 34 years ago. Many of the veterans were there 40 years ago, and to this day, three or four decades later, continue to suffer from the symptoms as a result of that stressor or trauma. If you've just joined us, you're listening to ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunch, your host, and with me today is San Antonio psychiatrist, Dr. Harry Croft. We are discussing post-traumatic stress disorder. Dr. Croft, now, how well does the military do at picking up PTSD in these, especially now, the returning veterans from Iraq? Thank goodness, Leslie, they're doing much better now than they did with the returning veterans from Vietnam. The military now does screen a screen on all of the returning veterans. There's good news and bad news about the screen, but let me give you the four questions they ask. It is, have you ever had any experience that was so frightening, horrible, or upsetting that in the past month you, one, have had nightmares about it or thought about it when you didn't want to? That's called recollection. Two, you tried hard not to think about it You went out of your way to avoid situations that reminded you of it. That's avoidance. Number three is you were constantly on guard, watchful, or easily startled. That's called increased arousal. And then the fourth thing is you felt numb or detached from others, activities, or your surroundings. If they answer yes to those four questions, recollection, avoidance, arousal, and numbing or dissociation, then they screen positive for PTSD, and then they can go on to be evaluated further. Now, I told you there was good news and bad news. The bad news is sometimes soldiers don't want to answer these questions correctly because they think they'll be kept longer from going back to their homes, or they'll think they'll be labeled as crazy or nuts. And there'll be a stigma that will be difficult for them to overcome in the future. So oftentimes, even though the military is doing a much better job now of trying to screen for this condition, it's still not picked up because the veterans themselves are not answering the questions. The second problem is nobody, nobody expected this tsunami, if you will, of PTSD that's happening so that the system, as good as they try to make it, is just tragically overloaded with veterans trying to be evaluated after the screening. How can those of us not in the military system, those of us that practice civilian medicine, how can we best help these veterans? We help them, Leslie, I think, by first suspecting that PTSD may be there. Remember, Most people with PTSD don't come in and say, so I've got PTSD. What they come in and say is, I can't sleep at night. Or what they come in and say is, I've got this anger problem. Or what they come in and say is, I'm numb, or I can't feel anything anymore. Or they say, you know, a loud noise makes me jump like nobody else does, or I'm just suspicious of everybody around me. Well, all of those presenting symptoms may give rise to the thought of a different diagnosis. And 
if they're drinking or abusing drugs on top of it, then it's easy to say, well, all that, all those symptoms are just due to their drinking problem. And so what often happens, Leslie, is we treat the symptoms thinking that that's the syndrome or disorder without realizing that underlying that is a different condition. And if you don't ask about uh, have you ever had these especially traumatic events, you may not get to the right diagnosis. And certainly, if you don't suspect it, there's no way that you can treat it effectively. I want to thank our guest today, Dr. Harry Croft. We have been speaking about post-traumatic stress disorder in veterans. I am Dr. Leslie Lunt. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, please send your emails to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.